From SciWorks in Winston-Salem, I'm Sean Fitzmaurice, and this is SciWorks Radio. On July 14th, NASA's New Horizons space probe raced past the dwarf planet Pluto at 44,000 miles an hour. Loaded with an array of science instruments, the sturdy little probe gathered data, which will be sent back to us over the next 16 months. This episode was recorded before NASA's recent press conference, but keep an eye on SciWorks.org Pluto for up-to-date mission information. You'll also find a special web-only episode about the mission and details specifically for this episode. What have we learned from New Horizons? since the encounter? Stunning new images show that Pluto and its moon Charon are far more interesting than we imagined. The surfaces are young, suggesting active geology. A now iconic image shows us Pluto's massive heart-shaped region, which NASA has named the Tombaugh Regio. It's named after Clyde Tombaugh, the man who discovered Pluto in 1930. That's an area of smooth, what appears to be ice, bordered by rough mountains and cratered areas that are dark. So we're in the process of trying to take a look at those and see what that material might be made out of. We've seen a couple of mountain ranges around the Tombaugh Regio, and one of those is about on the scale of the Rockies in terms of height, and the other one's about on the scale of the Appalachians. That's Jonathan Ward, volunteer NASA JPL Solar System Ambassador and author of two brand new books about NASA's Apollo missions. Pluto's surface, like the surface of many moons in the solar system, is made of super hard water ice, which acts much like rock does here on Earth. Think of it as ice tectonics. Some of those mountains have depressions in the peaks that look almost like craters on the top of volcanoes. They would be volcanoes of super cold liquefied gases, not lava volcanoes. Again, there's no appreciable heat inside Pluto that could create Earth-like volcanoes with molten rock. So many of the mountains and some of the land features look like they're coated with a very dark material, and that's probably the actual surface material of the other lighter materials that are overlaid on top of that are something else that's come from either inside the planet or from another source. Some of the scientists are speculating already that this bright material has come from inside of Pluto that welled up from below the surface and then froze once it reached the surface of Pluto. There might be situations where this layer of ice would be sitting on top of other kinds of liquefied gases that are below the surface. The spacecraft has returned images of some very puzzling features. There's large flat areas that are broken up into irregular polygons that are several kilometers across. We don't know if that's because of the surface collapsing irregularly or if there's some heat source that's causing something to melt on the edge of that. We're waiting to find that out as we get more data back from Pluto. Uh, Another thing we found out from Pluto is that its thin nitrogen atmosphere extends out for almost a thousand miles from the surface of the planet. What we found out also is that the atmosphere is being stripped off Pluto by interaction with the solar wind, but it's being replenished somehow, and we think that's probably coming from inside Pluto. Pluto's largest moon, Charon, is about half the size of Pluto, making it the largest moon in the solar system in relation to its host planet. With its six-mile-deep canyon and its mysterious large surface depression, it looks like inspiration for the Death Star. It's darker material than Pluto. It's different than what we expected to see. Sharon has one feature in one of the close-ups that came back that uh, has planetary scientists stumped. It appears to be something that's like a, a depression with a large mound inside of it. There's nothing like that anywhere on Earth or in the rest of the solar system that we've seen. So we're eagerly awaiting a more detailed image to get a better idea of what that might actually be. New Horizons' initial offerings leave us more questions than answers, but over the next 16 months, it'll continue to send us a steady stream of data. And after that, the mission continues on into the Kuiper Belt. This region has trillions of objects made of ice and rock, which are remnants of the formation of our solar system. We'll get some great data, However, there's not enough fuel to maneuver it into a a different type of orbit. They found some that they can get, again, within a couple million miles of and maybe be able to get some measurements of, but nothing to to get the kind of pictures that we've gotten of Pluto so far. All episodes archived at WFDD.org. SciWorks Radio is a production of SciWorks and WFDD and is supported in part by the Piedmont Triad Office of the NC Biotechnology Center. Music by Storyman.